Well, following Jesus isn't always easy, but it is not complicated. And here on the Rusty George Podcast, we try to make real life simple. Today, you have a very special episode coming your way because it is our 100th podcast episode. And we have gone through many different ups and downs, twists and turns. Let's try to figure out the best way to do this. And now here we are. And so I'm joined with uh, my co-host, Brad. And uh, we have a special guest today, Brad, and uh, that would be my wife, Lori George, is joining the podcast for the very first time on the 100th episode. She'll be back for the 200th. Uh, But for now, uh, Brad, I'm going to turn it over to you because I know that uh, you have some questions you've been dying to ask. Yes, and and this is an honor. I just want to say, Lori, this is an honor. Um, Oh, thank you. It is for me as well. Well, most hundred episodes have to have some kind of an epic guest that has the potential to transform lives. And we have you. Oh, well, thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) Um, So I do have some questions I want to ask. I talk to Rusty a lot and you and I chit chat, but I'm excited to ask these questions. I'm sure our listeners are probably going to be excited too. So just to get us started, um, for those who are tuning in for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Let's see. As Rusty mentioned, I am his wife. Uh, we have been married for 25 years, be 26 years, uh, May 21st this year. Wow. Congratulations. And thank you. And we have two girls, uh, Lindsay, 17, Sydney is 15. And as far as something about myself, um, I love to decorate homes. I do some of that on the side for people, and um, I really enjoy redoing furniture. And of course, my main uh, job is uh, supporting Rusty and the girls as we uh, do life together. Now, where did you and Rusty meet? We met in Joplin, Missouri at uh, Ozark Christian College. He, let's see, I think we met your fifth year and my fourth year there. Uh, I think it was the year before that. It was about my fourth year and your uh, third. third year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we met in Joplin. Um, Lori lived in Joplin. Her parents uh, lived there, and so she was living at home. I lived in the dorm on campus, so it was kind of hard to really get to know her or talk to her because she wasn't really around, like in the cafeteria or on campus or anything like that. She was just there for school, but I had noticed her from a distance. (laughs) It was like a Hallmark movie a couple years prior, and... uh, and the timing never worked out, and uh, I was too shy to ask her out, and then finally got around to doing that. And uh, anyway, yes, he called me my home landline. Oh, really? the days, uh-huh. yeah, the whole rotary thing or the button. You know, it was, and uh, no, it wasn't For rotary. You. It was push, but it was a payphone. I had a payphone in the dorm, uh, and I I got uh, my five nickels. Went over there and made a phone call, and uh, I was just praying she didn't say who. When I told her who I was, so fortunately <laughs> she didn't. I think I had one of those uh, see-through phones <laughs> with the multicolored cables. Do you remember I remember those? those. I sure do. Yeah, pretty yeah, sure that's sure what do. I had in my bedroom. Yep. Oh, I think we had that. 
I think we had that as one of our phones when we first got married. We might. That made it very well. <laughs> we might. Uh, did you just yeah. pack that one up? And That's right. <laughs> so now, Lori, when you went to Ozark, what were your aspirations? What do you want to be? You know, the first year I went to Ozark, I simply went because my parents wanted me to. So it was right out of high school and I hadn't decided yet what I wanted to do. Um, even though I'd worked with kids a lot at church and, um, YMCA, I did that with kids and worked at an elementary school. Anyway, I hadn't decided I wanted to teach. So I went there for my first year and then, um, discovered that I could do a co-op program or complete a co-op program through Missouri Southern State University there in town. And, uh, so I started that my second year. I'd do some classes at Ozark mm-hmm. and um, some classes at Missouri Southern. Might have been my third year, somewhere in there. So anyway, I ended up eventually getting my bachelor degree in elementary ed. Got you. Got you. Okay. So that transitioned into you teaching. It did. Uh, did you Did you, um, Did you? you love teaching? I did. Yes. It um you know, it was all consuming. We didn't have kids. So that worked out really well. And then, you know, I even extended that, um, into our move to California where I, uh, taught preschool for 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So you taught school here, uh, after you guys transitioned here for uh, the ministry. Well, yeah, Yeah. she taught uh, first and second grade combination class in Kentucky for, about two or three years. It was three. And then we moved here, and then Lindsay was only about a year old, so you were home for quite a while. And then um, we had a, we had Sydney, and you know we're taking her to preschool every day, and Lori's like, I could do this in our house. So um, no disrespect to that preschool, but Lori had an education in this, and so we just decided, yeah, let's do that. So Lori transformed the garage into a preschool and it was pretty cool because they could do arts and crafts and also learn how to change the oil, you know, <laughs> in a garage. Yes. Little did we know that was not approved by the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were we were running a <laughs> underground preschool. Il- illegal preschool with some dog fights on the weekend. Um, <laughs> was there a raid? Is that how you guys did somebody bust in and Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a full federal raid. No, she got tipped off by somebody that this probably wasn't kosher. And uh, so we, we made the decision to actually move uh, to um, uh, get a, a place that had a bigger room where she could do preschool in the house. And she had to finish that up for the next couple of years. Okay. Now, uh, how did you transition all of that, Lori, to what you do now with the um, restoration business? <laughs> Well, that is a great question. Uh, Let's see. When I was teaching in Kentucky, had my own classroom. Of course, I did love teaching. I loved the kids. Um, I felt like one of my favorite things to do was actually creating an atmosphere for the kids um, and just getting my classroom ready. I didn't realize it at the time. But I really think um, that was a passion that I just didn't realize was there. And then um, moving here to California over time, you know, just having people over and they'd say, oh, I want you to decorate my house or that kind of thing. 
uh, the furniture part of it, I had just painted some and enjoyed it. So sort of translates, not exactly. Oh, it definitely translates. Yeah, it, it definitely translates because I, I love that in terms of you being concerned about how the kids feel when they come to your classroom. Sure. Right. And that kind of being the catalyst for, you know, if they come into your home or wherever you're, you're concerned about how people feel. Yeah. That, thank you, Brad. That is a much better translation. <laughs> no, that's what I got. That's what I got from it. But that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Do you have a favorite um, project that you've worked on? Hmm, regarding furniture? Yeah, or... one of your favorite. Regarding furniture. Yeah. You know, probably not. Um, one favorite. I do enjoy purchasing a piece, you know, at Goodwill and transforming it however I want to, as opposed to somebody asking me to paint something for them the way they want it. Um, so I do enjoy that more, that part of it. Gotcha. And do you feel that's because you get to, you get to create and use your own creativity to make that? Exactly. Yes, exactly. I think that, you know, through the, we've been married 26 years now, I, I didn't recognize it right at first. And I don't even know if Lori did, but she has such a creative flair that, home decor became just her, her playground. And so we were laughing the other day in the early days of our marriage, the big thing was wallpaper and border. Uh, so we, yeah. we, we did a lot of border, uh, in our, in our rentals and, uh, in our houses. And then it turned into stencil, did that a lot. And then, you know, she, she was always kind of on the cutting edge of, well, this is kind of new or I, I like this. And, I think she was watching. Well, that's it. HGTV was my, yeah, and still is where I do my learning. It's my college for interior design. It's your classroom. It's yeah. my classroom. That's yeah. right. And she was watching Fixer Upper before anybody even knew Chip and Joanna. I mean, I remember her telling me about it, and we'd watch it. And I, I would watch it just because I thought Chip was funny. But you know, she was getting ideas, and then it kind of blew up, and everybody was talking about it. But Actually, I think a friend told me about Fixed Rapper. Yeah. I hadn't heard of it, but I did love Trading Spaces. Remember that one back in the day? Yes, I've heard of I've heard of Trading Spaces. Yes, loved that one. So that's that's been our uh that's been our our world the past few years. It's kind of uh it's cool to put it, it all together knowing you as a pastor and Lori and what her passion is, it kind of coincides with with each other in a way. Yeah, I think there is uh, something to be said for the level of creativity we both enjoy. We we both like uh, rhythm and structure, but after a while, it kind of gets boring. And I, I think I get accused for that as a pastor of changing things up too often. And and uh, we tease Lori at the house that we paint rooms and change up decor uh, quite a bit. So <laughs> Every other week. That's right. Really? No, <laughs> not painting. Things do get moved around quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, from uh, one husband to another, Rusty, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do what you're told. Do what you're told. That's right. Keep the peace. Um, <laughs> so speaking of that, um, you guys, your your marriage is a marriage that a lot of us are inspired by and um, look up to. Um, you guys are, have been married how long now? 25 years, 26 next week. Next week. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. By the time this airs, it'll be 26 years. Oh, there you go. We'll be at our 27th. 
Yeah, now that's that's awesome. That's a beautiful thing. And the thing about the institution of marriage is, um, you know, it's a, it's not about like the road is there's plenty of ups and downs. It speaks to resilience and endurance and a lot of different uh, competencies. But for younger couples out there and older couples, uh, let us know as far as the conflict goes um, right now during this pandemic that we're in. It seems like conflict um, with couples is kind of on the rise. What encouragement would you give people who are struggling uh, to get along during this time? I'll let Rusty speak, of course, (laughs) here in a minute. Um, I was just going to say we don't always get it right. Um, So just want to start off with that. We we don't. Not perfect Mm -hmm. by any means. So what would you say, Rusty, that? Oh, I was going to say we get it right every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the thing that's helped us over the years is obviously um, learning, you know, just our different anger styles. Not everybody reacts the same way to things. Uh, Lori is more of a, you know, kind of like a hailstorm that happens quickly and then is over. I'm kind of like the tortoise that hides in the shell and then comes out snapping um, after a long period of time. So, uh, learning those things about each other. We've done a lot of stuff with personality tests and uh, um, Enneagram stuff, but it helps us kind of uh, recognize that, oh, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing that they're expressing themselves this way. That's just kind of how they're wired. And we give each other a lot of grace because of that. Now, that's the goal. That's the goal. Just to give each other a lot of grace. When yes. you're in the heat of the moment, you know, it. Uh, it can take a different turn. I think both of us have discovered, you know, just if you hold on loosely, not to quote 38 special, Brad, I don't know if you know who they are, but they're a (laughs) classic rock band. Uh, uh, But uh, if you hold on loosely to things, it's a lot easier, um, you know, to not make mountains out of molehills. And, you know, I think one of our uh, people that we've listened to a lot, a, a counselor by the name of Jim Beebe, we went to uh, their marriage class years ago with our church and, uh, you know, I've spent time talking to him just to kind of kick the tires on the marriage. But uh, he said, resent or uh, expectations are prearranged resentments. Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times uh, I know certainly in our early days of marriage, we, we had a lot of expectations that were unspoken mm-hmm. uh, as to how the day would go or how, people would react to things or even things like I bought you this gift and I expected you to react a certain way. And, you know, it's just kind of letting go as, of as many of those as possible makes things a lot easier. Yeah. It's interesting um, too. I think the longer we've been married, you know, we already know we agree on the big things. So we're not necessarily um, having conflict about those. It's usually the smaller things like, um, driving, mm-hmm. um, you know, that kind of thing, or, uh, where'd my cup go in the kitchen? Did you put that in the dishwasher? I wasn't done with it. You know, it tends to be just small, ridiculous things like yeah. that. Yeah. I heard something about somebody wearing a sleep mask. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We decided that might be the best way for Lori to ride with me is if she's, you know, blindfolded. Uh, and and doesn't know how close we're coming to things as we pass them so uh that also helps when teaching your kids how to drive too absolutely yeah no i've been there and so i do agree with the blindfold in that situation yeah 
But no, that's real. And that's good advice. Um, I think a lot of times couples do try to control each other too a lot. I'm just speaking from my own, you know, my wife and I are going on 25 years Mm. and it's a, we have a lot of conflict because we're trying to control how the person's reaction to what we say, reaction to what we do for them. And to your point, once you learn to let that stuff go, you know, then you have peace, you know, you have peace. And uh, something we discuss a lot is just keeping God first, making sure that your spouse is not your God. Yes. God is your God. Absolutely. That's that's such great advice, Brad. I think where couples get into trouble is when they expect the other person to complete them, mm-hmm. you know, to make all things right. Um, and when they expect the other person to behave and re- respond just the same way they would, um, you know, you're two different people um, that God has created uniquely. And the, even though married couples, the longer they're together, the more they act like each other and finish each other's sentences and start to look alike. Um, I think, uh, you know, we are both unique and, and respond to things in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and two, the more longer we're together, um, we tend to know each other so well that when we do disagree, it's a bigger issue. Right. Yeah. I do think that, um, there's something good in deciding who's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm joking. If, if I'm not mistaken, you're an eight on the Enneagram. <laughs> That's what I've been told. I don't know if I agree. What's funny about it is, is she tested as an eight and then she challenged it, which (laughs) that in its very essence is the definition of an eight. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. I don't believe I'm a pure eight, but uh, again, we're compromising. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is an eight. That's why it's it's making me laugh so much. Uh, And she she challenged herself being eight. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I'm a one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't fight with an eight. No, you let it go. You let it yep. go. Okay, and I'll let this go. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> uh-huh. We can move uh-huh. on. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so, so speaking of putting God first, um, what is it you guys do, Lori, um, to make sure you're keeping God first when it comes to just everything, but especially the family uh, during this time? Right. Uh, prayer uh, seems to be um, our go-to, of course. Um, and, you know, that doesn't always look like getting on my knees at the foot of my bed and praying. Oftentimes it's just conversation throughout the day with God. Um, and then, you know, in the evening, no matter what, we uh, huddle up, the four of us, and uh pray before we go to bed. And sometimes we all pray. Sometimes it's just one of us. Uh, but I'd say prayer has been essential. And also, um, I have a group of ladies that, you know, we're all in different walks of life, but we text almost daily prayer requests. And that's been huge to having other people that you trust mm-hmm. pray for you and with you. Yeah, no, that's, that's excellent. Excellent. The thing that I would add to that, that Lori has done such a great job for our family, is she is the uh, the conscience of our family in that she's the one that's always making us look outward. Um, you know, the, whether it's, hey, we're going to go and drop this off at somebody's house, or for years, she and the girls would fill Easter eggs full of candy and we'd leave them and 
people's yards the night before Easter, uh, or even, hey, we're going to go over to this parking lot and pick up trash, um, homeless packs that we provide and various things. She's, you know, she's, that's just the way she's wired. And it's great for our entire family. Um, it keeps pushing us that way. Even during this COVID thing, even though there's so many different service projects you can do, she found a couple that no one had really even heard of. And we found ourselves taking food over to them and doing various things. And, and that's her. That's, that's the thing. And I think that what tends to happen if you only pray together is you only pray for yourselves. Mm. Um, but mm. with, uh, you know, Lori keeping us focused outward, um, it really helps us not just pray for ourselves and help us have a good day, but praying for neighbors and praying for uh, people that are hurting and, and people that are in need. Mm. Yeah. It's a great way to put it. No, that's, that's awesome. And that's, um, that's it for our conversation. I think this has been a wonderful chat and I have learned a lot about marriage. I've learned a lot, Lori, about you and the home restoration business and the why <laughs> behind it, which I think is huge. Oh, um, thank you. No, I think that's awesome. And uh, we all, a friend of mine says that we all have our own way to uh, cook, uh, you know, to serve people, to love on people. And, uh, and that's your way. And I think that's excellent. And Rusty, you know, he's constantly doing that through ministry. So uh, I'm glad we took this time to get to know more about you. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed the time. Yeah, I did too. We always love you, Brad. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Well, Angie, my wife and I, we love you and adore you guys. Um, and hopefully we'll double date again soon. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, to that. that would be great. Two eights in a room. You know, how could that oh. go wrong, Brad? Hey, with a two and a six, it, it's, yeah, well, we got each other's well, back. That's right. We, I, I we, think we'd actually be out in the parking lot. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no one's allowed in a room. That's true. Well, Brad, thank you for, uh, for hosting the 100th episode. Um, I feel like, you know, the moment you came on board, it made everything a lot better. So, so thank you. And uh, for all of our listeners, if you're new, Uh, Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and you'll get this every single week. Usually comes out on Monday. Uh, If you go to the website, pastorrustygeorge.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter and you'll get the podcast. You'll get um, different uh, things we send you on Wednesday, uh, other podcasts and articles going on, and then a blog on Friday. And uh, next week, we'll be back with brand new content. And uh, I'm really excited about that. And I think you're going to love it as well. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week.